Episode 285, Aussie Tells All. Welcome back, Ryan, on the podcast today. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Waiting for your friend Roy to come on, so wait for him to come on. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, how was your day going so far today? Uh, going pretty good. Did some light shopping. Uh, you know, pretty pretty fun little Thursday so far. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> um, not sure when he'll, when he'll come on. In the meantime, um, we're going to be doing the podcast today on movie Elf, um, a timeless classic um, movie as well. Um, did you get a chance to watch the movie recently this week? Yeah, yep. Watched it last night, and um, man, I love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, now, do you have all your uh, Christmas sh- shopping all done for the year? Uh, pretty much. I've got a few things that I want to try to pick up as just last minute things that I thought of for a couple of people and um but that's uh yeah mostly I've been done for a couple of weeks now actually oh okay cool cool deal um well, well I guess we'll start I guess we'll wait for him to send me I guess coming on the podcast but we'll start sure we'll come back to him when he comes back here so uh first of all the movie came out Elf came out in 2003 directed by John Favreau which is a great actor in, in his own right now, sure. the main cast was Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf. We had Zoe Deschanel as Jovi, um, Ed Asner as Santa Claus, um, James Kahn as Walter, Mary C- uh, Steenburgen as Emily, and finally, Bob Newhart, legend as Papa the Elf. Now, based on on this cast um not you usually don't see christmas christmas films get this big of a cast your thoughts on how they got um this cast together i have no idea i was thinking it was this this movie was just after that first iron man came out I oh believe. right yeah i might be before it but uh, i think that's how john favreau got a lot of his directing Mm, okay. uh, cred and maybe he was able to rope some people in that way sure is, is my only guess but yeah that's a cool cast and I think they all work pretty well in it do you have a favorite um, actor in this in this film or character 
Well, I mean, Will Ferrell really sells the movie, I think. It just, uh, he makes that elf character work really well. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just got that, I don't know, that innocent little goofy stare that he does whenever he's surprised (laughs) by something. Uh, But yeah, I mean, James Caan's the grumpy dad that needs to be convinced about Christmas. (laughs) Right. Let's see here. Um, he's still not here. It's all right. We'll wait for him. All right. But um, in the meantime, I will read off a brief synopsis of this film. Um, so Buddy, Betty Will, Will Ferrell was accidentally transported to the North Pole as a toddler and raised to adulthood among Santa's elves. Unable to shake the feeling that he doesn't fit in, the adult Buddy travels to New York in full elf uniform in search of his real father. As it happens, this is Walter Hobbs, James Kahn, a cynical businessman after a DNA test proves this. Walter reluctantly attempts to start a relationship with the childlike buddy who with increasingly chaotic results. So that is what the movie is about. And hopefully Roy can uh, join us <laughs> mid yeah. uh, podcast. I guess, I guess he has, has like a mic issue of some sort. Um, I'm not sure what that's about, but we'll we'll move on here and we'll see. Hopefully he can get on here um, sure. shortly. So, yeah. All right, let me get to my notes here. So, um, all right. So before we dive into the film, can you guess how much Elf? made at the box office in 2000. Oh, hello, Roy. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. All right, perfect. The Sorry podcast. Uh, no problem. Um, I want to I'll, I'll go over what I told Ryan earlier. So, um, Elf came out in 2003, directed by John Favreau. Main cast was Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf, Zoe Deschanel as Jovi, Ed Asner as Santa Claus, James Conn as Walter, Mary Steve Virgin as Emily and Bob Newhart as Papa Elf. Now, what, what, what are your thoughts on this movie getting an A-list cast? Even the Christmas movies don't usually get an A-list cast for these type of films. Uh, what do I think about it being an A-list cast? Yeah, yeah. For, for a movie, for a holiday movie, yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, pretty good. I mean, they did a really good job. I don't think anyone really outshined any of the other actors or actresses. Right. Because I think this was still before Will Ferrell really blew up, mm-hmm. and Zoe Deschanel just started getting popular, also. Right. So I think they all played off of each other pretty well for being all pretty much a lists starting then and for real now. I guess I guess it is. I guess that I guess that it, they were a list now, but I guess back then I guess they weren't that big as far as before. I guess that time. I guess you would say, yeah. I agree with that. Now I'm gonna ask you, Roy, first. Um, can you guess how much Elf, the movie, um, took in at the box office in 2003? Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm gonna guess uh, 175 million. All right. Have you, Ryan? I was thinking a lot more than that. I was gonna go 350. <laughs> All right. Well, Roy was closer. Um, didn't go over, but uh, it is two twenty-three point three million was the amount. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now it does start out by Buddy 
um, baby buddy crawling into the bag of toys and Santa takes him into the uh, North Pole. Now, Buddy is an adult at age 30. He can't make his um, <laughs> quota of toys. He can only make 95 Etch-a-Sketches. He's about 1,000 a thousand, a thousand off the, the, the pace there, but um, he overheard the elves saying he's human. What are your thoughts on how the movie has been set up for the rest of the film, uh, Ryan, first? Yeah, when I first started thinking about the movie and a couple of questions we've got, I I couldn't really remember how he ended up at the North Pole. Right. Um, so they really spell out pretty well that his dad never had an interest in him. His mom gave him up for adoption <clears throat> and then uh, passed away soon after that. Right. So that kind of explained well why he's up at the North Pole without a bunch of police people looking for him. Um, so I thought it set it up really well, um, especially for him to come back into the, the normal universe and, um, you know, and, and all those, everything makes sense from there on, on to why nobody would know him or be missing him. All right. And Roy, did that add to that? Uh, I mean, you would think that the orphanage would throw up a couple red flags, you know, when they get there in the morning, <laughs> there's a baby missing. <laughs> that a nurse personally put to bed before Santa got him up to the North Pole. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for the most part, I agree with Ryan. Uh, it, uh, I mean, I don't know how orphanage work, you know, luckily I've never been in one, but uh, <laughs> I would think that there'd be at least somebody looking for him at some point. But I mean, 30 years is a long time to be up at the North Pole as an orphan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a long time. Uh, usually, usually you're claimed by somebody at that time, you know, you know, and all that stuff. But um, now, why do you think, I'll ask Ryan first, uh, why do you think that Buddy isn't too smart about his surroundings, couldn't pull it together, or do you think he was just in denial? Uh, Ryan. Uh, Roy? Okay, yeah, I'll go. Uh you know, I think maybe uh, once you grow up a certain way, you know, that's just the norm. So, I mean, he pretty much grew up with elves and as elves, and maybe he just thought he had, like, a birth defect or something. That's why he was <laughs> ten times smaller and stronger than all the other elves. But, right. I mean, that's the only thing. But it is, you think he'd start asking questions <laughs> why he's the same size as Santa and not the same size as the elves. But, yeah. you know, if you grow up that way, you just think that's the norm and you're just the – Weird kid that's taller than everybody. <laughs> freak, the freak, the freak accident, I guess. You yeah. say. How, how, how about you, Ryan? Are you there? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, can you hear me now? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you're you're just uh, raised up in that environment. It doesn't know better. And, uh, you know, does Michael Jordan think that he's not human because he's better at basketball than <laughs> I think, everybody? I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's possible with him. But, <laughs> yeah, at some point, you think he'd be asking some questions. Um, but, you know, I think a little Christmas magic really probably is explaining a lot here, filling in a lot of the gaps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll ask Roy where this one first. Um, now, now, Buddy is now in New York and for starters, he says, congratulations, you have the world's best cup of coffee. Then he, <laughs> he, he, has, he, he gets no response. And then he hops in the middle of the street like he does in the North Pole. Um, and then he presses all the buttons in the elevator, says, oh, Christmas tree. You know. what, what are your thoughts, initial thoughts of his acclimation to the big city? 
Well, I mean, I'm going to just assume that elves are kind of childish. Yeah. Because I mean, they're just playing with toys all day long. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's kind of like uh, he's in a new place, a new world. Uh, it doesn't seem like they know what coffee is up there from the rest of the movie. Uh, but, I mean, it just seems you think that you would try to kind of want to follow what everybody else is doing. But, I mean, I know <laughs> my kids, they love to do the whole elevator button thing. Oh, okay. And so I can see how, if it's your first time in an elevator, how that could be amusing to you. Right. And how have you, you're Ryan? Yeah. Um, when, I mean, yeah, the kids, I just have to, you have to think that he's still only, what, probably 10 years old. And that, you know, he's been based, living in this world where belief is everything. Right. Um, I don't know if he really, I mean, that, that might be a stretch, but, uh, I think he's just so naive about everything that, and he's good natured that everything is kind of fun and goofy to him. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, now, 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 Buddy and uh, Mall Santa get get into a fight <laughs> that, that lands uh, him in the slammer, but he he calls his dad and uh, bails him out and uh, have have the DNA test to see if he's the son or not. And indeed, he is the son. What are your thoughts on the montage of events, uh, Ryan? Ask, ask you that first. Uh, first. I thought it was pretty cool that Artie Lang showed up as that Santa in the yeah. gift store. <laughs> I thought he pulled that off pretty well and is just like the perfect kind of greaseball Santa that you would find in a, in a toy yeah. store like that. <laughs> um, and that the montage after that of him just you know, really exploring the world for the first time. I think that's when he's getting on the escalator and does the splits mm -hmm. and all yeah. of that type of stuff was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie of him just going through that. It just really cracked me up. It did, it did give me some questions about how many cotton balls somebody could eat in the doctor's <laughs> office and not mistake them for a marshmallow, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah. You would think they'd get caught in his throat on the way down. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But he, he had like three or four of them. With how much syrup he drinks, I mean, maybe he's got oh. a lot of uh, throat problems there. <laughs> coming. Yeah. And your thoughts, Roy, on that as well? Do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, that is, that's probably my favorite part of the movie is when yeah. he stays up all night, redecorates the whole, the whole area to be like the North Pole, mm -hmm. and then... They finally tell him that Santa's coming. He thinks it's going to be his friend, the real Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that guy shows up. Yeah. And then the whole, you sit on a throne of lies and you smell like beef and cheese. Uh, it's just hilarious. Uh, but, I mean, still, he's a, kind of like a kid in his mind still, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if, if you tell him Santa's going to be here <laughs> and you know the real Santa, <laughs> you're expecting to see the real big man there, you know, not just one of his... Yeah, lackeys like, that are asking yeah. the questions, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, and Buddy takes his half brother now, Michael, out in the park, and they pass by a bunch of kids, um, throw snowballs at them. And now, what did you think of the very um, unrealistic snowball fight that Buddy took down <laughs> by himself, uh, Ryan? <laughs> Uh, well, I would say that Elf is probably the John Wick of snowball fights. Uh, he <laughs> seems to have kind of that one-shot potential, a lot of ear shots, uh, yeah. a lot of right in the middle of the back. 
uh, unrealistic, but I would say once you peg a couple of kids, you've got the fear going and the rest of them. Um, right. And, <laughs> you know, to that's the end is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a pretty good uh, uh, hit job there. And he had to <laughs> impress his brother. So, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. And on the other hand, it's uh, I could see somebody like Elf rising to the occasion for that. Happy, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Roy. Uh, I mean, I mean, not just Elf, but there was only like maybe five or six kids that he ends up pegging, and yeah. there was like a thousand snowballs coming at him <laughs> while they're trying to get cover, like right. under those rocks they found. And yeah. then he throws that one snowball like a hundred yards and hits the kid so hard that he falls down. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, I've whipped together some snowballs in my day, but mm-hmm. definitely not as many as Buddy did in a matter of seconds. He had like <laughs> 20, ball, 20 snowballs in like two seconds. It's like, ooh. Whoop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like um, the secret to his snowball creation was he used bare hands. And with those warm hands, they all kind of melted a little. little oh, okay. Balls. okay. That's my theory <laughs> on how he could fire them off yeah. so fast. Yeah, still though, that's a lot. There was another stack of like thirty right next to the ones he had in his arms. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, how painfully cringy, at least to me anyway, to me, was Buddy asking Jovi out to eat food, and somehow it worked. Uh, Roy, I'll ask you that one first. Uh, I mean, I've had I've had some sweet moments like that in my high school days. Yeah, asking girls out, and uh, it can be awkward. Considering that was probably the first time he's ever talked to a human woman yeah. and had feelings for a woman, I could see how that could be a pretty hard moment for a guy to get past when you think you fell in love with somebody for the first time and you want to go take him out to dinner and the best cup of coffee in New York. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was got awful. I mean, kind yeah, of- I mean, I feel the, I feel the guy's pain. I feel his pain in that moment. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. How have you, you, Ryan? Yeah, I think Jovi does like what every girl does is they let him drown there for a second. Like she just yeah. got off her lunch break. He's starting to flounder. <laughs> and then she goes into like, well, like I'm free on Thursday. Yeah. She could have said it right away, but she wanted to watch him sweat a little bit. And <laughs> then I, exactly. I think the real saving grace was his little brother there mm-hmm. to, when things were sealed, he just get out of there let's get out of here (laughs) stop while you're ahead exactly exactly now when buddy is working in the mailroom um at his dad's uh workplace um he thinks the whiskey is syrup um, (laughs) so he poured it all and now he's flat out drunk and having a tickle fight and having a dance party of one thoughts on uh his shenanigans down in the mailroom ryan yeah, I think you get a little liquid courage. It starts making you reminisce about the North Pole. He already kind of thought the mailroom reminded him of the workshop there. And um, <laughs> I would have to say he was probably as much of a distraction up on the North Pole as he was in the mailroom there. Yeah. And Roy? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, I have some experience with the good old uh, up myself. Yeah. Uh, and it can do. it can make you do some fun things. But I also think it's funny that the uh, the coworker that's out on work release yeah. when they're lying in the mailbag, she's like, oh, I'm only like 26-year-old, man. I got my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. Just got to get in the post. Like, that guy's got to be in, pushing 40, if not past it. Exactly. <laughs> he's had a hard life, Roy. Yeah. He's got to get out of the flow, man. He's got to get out of the flow because he's in it and just needs to get out of it. Exactly. 
and next but... you see that Larry, aka Buddy's father, tells him to get out of his life. And but when Michael, Buddy's half brother, sees a note from Buddy on the etch a sketch that he made, he goes to his dad and they leave to find Buddy, even if it means he loses his job. And they both say, "Suck it." I think one of the warmest scenes I've seen in the film. Do you agree with that, uh, Roy? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And plus, in that same sequence of scenes, there's an homage to my favorite Christmas movie, A Wonderful Life, when Buddy's on mm-hmm. the bridge. Yeah. And so that little section of the movie has a little special touch for me. But yeah, it was pretty heartfelt, you know. The whole movie, Buddy's brothers talking about how their dad doesn't care about them or anything but work. And then in that moment when he comes and tells them that he's worried about Buddy, he yep. throws it all away to go and search for his son exactly. with his other son. So, yeah, it was pretty touching. And Ryan, you can add to that? Yeah, I, I agree with Roy there, but uh, I'd add that um, uh, you're really wondering when Walter is going to come and see the light here. Like, what's yeah. it going to take? Is he going to have to shake Santa's hand himself or, <laughs> you know, um, or what it is? I'm glad it was, you know, as a dad myself, you'd want him to notice it a little earlier that he needs to quit this horrible job and uh, put uh, quality of life over maybe a, a high-powered job. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that he saw the light, and it's, uh, it was just in time. Exactly. Um, now – oh, sorry, I lost my spot here. All right, so now we end the movie here. Um, sorry, let me see. Did I, did I, um don't okay. tell me you're going to skip over the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, the no, um, Central Park I, Rangers. No, I, I'll get into that. But um, all right, so here we go. I found my spot. So they find Buddy. The, the, the Santa Claus sleigh is, is crashed, and they send it. This is a whole media fracas and all this stuff. They make up that they find Santa, and Christmas is saved when Jovi starts to sing Santa Claus Come to Town, and the Everyone joins in, and miraculously, Santa Santa Slay is back in commission and full of Christmas spirit. And Buddy and Jovi are happy ever after. You're the end. Your thoughts on that, Ryan? And after that, Roy, after he's done. Yeah, sure. Um, I would. I was. You know, I've always kind of been critical of Walter's wife, and I yeah. didn't really like her acting job. And then I realized why she was there <laughs> is right. to make all the bad singers come out of the woodwork and be so comfortable <laughs> to sing with, with there, uh, Jovi there, there, because there you go <laughs> she was uh, that was a that was a tough tough lesson for a second but yeah um, yeah I like the way it ended and uh, I don't want to step on any other questions we got coming up but uh, yeah that's kind well, of where I'm at there um, I'll say this though I, I did like the part um, where the TV reporters there and like it's like She's, and he's like the Michael's like uh, your, your your boyfriend wants a Tiffany you want Tiffany's ring and you want stuff dragging kids across the floor is like who told you that and all this stuff it's in the book uh, yeah that was made me laugh so hard a lot yesterday um, yeah and Roy thoughts on the ending of the movie as well yeah I thought it was funny I like the guy that comes up and he's like oh yeah you know I was just in a Central Park and I saw the whole thing but man your eyes they really tell the story you know you got a really <laughs> nice mouth you know you're just you're just so great at your job. That guy is so funny, and he's yeah. in a couple other Christmas movies doing mm-hmm. the same type of thing. He's in like Christmas with the Cranks doing that. Yeah, <laughs> just like one liner. Oh, is I mean, he the guy po- from Veep? Yeah, he's the guy from Veep. Yeah, yeah he is well, fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah, 
He has a lot of small little cameo roles like that in movies when he just bats off a couple little one-liners and they're so good. Yeah, he's also uh, one then, of the pledges in old school. I yeah, I think so. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then the biker guy in the biker bar and like, oh, he wants a day at the spa, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, there must there must be another one. It's definitely not me. Exactly. Ooh. Now we'll get to some things about the movie here, but. Before we move on to our panel of questions here that we came up with, do you guys have anything to, anything to add that, you, that we may have missed, missed on on this podcast? Uh, Ryan, I'll have you go first if you have anything to add. Um, you know, not not really. I think you went over the movie pretty well. Um, uh, I would like to mention that the kid from The Christmas Story is in this movie. Peter <laughs> um, Billing, Billingsley, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's one of the the head elf manager supervisor guy. <laughs> yeah. um, Way to take that fact from me, Ryan. I was gonna spout that. <laughs> oh, <from you>. Damn. <laughs> well, sorry, Roy. You got to be quick on the trigger here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought you went over it well. And uh, you know, let's, what do you have to say, Roy? Well, since you're dropping people's <laughs> names, you know, uh, the manager of uh, Gimbal's. He actually mm-hmm. was a last-second change. It was supposed to be Wanda Sykes, and oh. that's why you pause it on him and look at his name tag. It actually says Wanda on it. What? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, she had to cancel, and so they called him last second. Phasey on Love is his name, and I think it'd be fun to see how the movie would have turned out if it was Wanda Sykes. Like, would she have yeah. taken over the most Santa spot, or would they have hired somebody else to do it? Exactly. Like, would her type of comedy. Of played off Will Ferrell different <laughs> than Fazion's. She's a legend, comic legend. Yeah. Um, so I love her on Kirby Enthusiasm. She's great on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I think you covered it all pretty good. I tried to. I tried to. I'm very thorough in my research. Yes. Uh, but uh, all right. Now we'll go to our panel questions and we'll edit on the corner after that. So, uh, first of all, I'll ask you, Roy, first. Um, if you were to, to recommend this movie to a stranger, what would you need to say to make the movie click for them? Oh, I mean, who doesn't want to watch a holiday movie about a boy who grows up thinking he's an elf and then has to get <laughs> dropped into the middle of New York to try to right. find his dad and get him put on the nice list? <laughs> exactly. But I mean, I don't know too many people who haven't seen it. So I think as soon as you say elf, most people know what it is and then some people i know my in-laws aren't big will ferrell fans so i think that's the only movie of his that they really like but uh okay that's the only thing that i think would turn you away from the movie if you're not a fan of will ferrell's type comedy but yeah i think it's one of the best christmas movies that have come out in the 2000s for sure and i think it's going to be around for a long time 100 percent agree on that with you there how have you you ryan I think Roy might have stole some of my notes here, but um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, the only thing you really could say is Will Ferrell might put some people off, and I would just say it's a Christmas movie before it's a Will Ferrell movie. Like yeah. he, There's enough other star power in the movie that can balance his, his, his over-the-top elf performance out. Um, yep. So I, even if you don't like Will Ferrell, I think you'd like the movie. Yeah, but my answer to this is if you love Christmas and you love to laugh, this one is for you. For you, and um, if you're a Will Ferrell fan, Bob Newhart are comedy g- geniuses and a sprinkle of imagination. How could you not watch? So, 
that is my answer to that question. Um, all right, I'll ask Roy this. Actually, I'll ask Ryan first because he went, we just want to steal his notes, Roy. So on this one, see how it goes. Now, does the soundtrack work for you? And what is your best part of the soundtrack, Ryan, for you? Um, yeah, the, the soundtrack works for me. The, the score that goes through the movie, um, I, I think, works really good. It's Christmassy. It's kind of hard to... I feel like you know, throw some Christmas songs in the background, and you're good to go. But I, mm-hmm. um, you know, it didn't remind me of like a, a Home Alone. It kind of has its own feel to it, so I did yeah. really like it. And um, I mean, when you've got Zoe Deschanel in there singing some songs, I mean, yeah, that's probably my favorite part. Is when I think it's the ending um, when she comes in with the song. I'm gonna avoid the shower scene. Got my questions about that one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yep. The the ending yep. song is really probably my favorite part of the soundtrack slash score. Right. How, how do you, Roy? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a Christmas movie, so I mean, you're pretty limited on what music's going to be <laughs> in the movie. Right. But I mean, they play all their songs at the good spot. You know, they had like the stuff you typically hear in the background of a grocery store, like when they're in the toy store area. Yeah. And then uh, I think the best part is baby it's cold outside because when she finds out that he's there and he runs mm-hmm. out and hits the lockers and falls down <laughs> yeah out of embarrassment uh i think that's pretty funny and then zoe de chanel is a great singer she actually has a couple of christmas albums i believe oh does she really wow. yeah it's like his and her or her and him something like that's the name of the band okay but uh yeah it's a really great score at the other music they have, like when you're just walking around and all that stuff, it's good. It plays off the old uh, Claymation uh, yeah. holiday specials, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they did a really good job in how they put it all together. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, for me, though, I love soundtrack. My favorite song off the soundtrack, no, no doubt about it, is Slayer Ride with the, or, the orchestral sound effects. With, you know, the boop, on the pop, pop. I like I like, nice. I like that stuff. The, it, it's it's number one for me for sure. But um, all right, this one is a recasting possibility. I I took it myself, but I'll ask Roy. What is your recast if on, on the movie if you had to recast someone? Uh, I mean, it'd be hard to recast anybody. Yeah. But if I had to, I think it would be interesting to see because John Favreau is the director and he acts in it. Yeah. Uh, if, if he used Vince Vaughn as oh, recast as Buddy the Elf and see how that would have turned out. Ooh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> because they're really good friends and they do a lot of movies together. Mm-hmm. And so it would yeah. be funny just to see how Vince Vaughn would have played the role of Elf compared to Will Ferrell because their comedy is quite different. Exactly. And my, also, I want to say this um, bonus um, Dan Patrick show I'll see every day for like a long, long time. Will Ferrell was on the on the show a recent a, a few years back, and he told Dan that he thought that his career was over after he made Elf because he didn't know if it would be a flop or not. But I guess it, it went through, and he's a big star now. So that's his. He, he thought his career was done after that movie was shot. So yeah, he's, he's good to go. Good, good, good to go now, though. All right, Ryan, your, your thoughts on on the recasting possibilities for you? Yeah, I've got a couple. So I was okay. trying to think of Elf. Um, and I didn't look at any of it up, but Wanda Sykes one is really interesting. I could, uh, I could yeah. go. That would be a fun, a fun part for her. Um, yeah. On along the lines of the store manager, I was thinking if 
uh, Bernie Mac was still alive if he would have fit mm. in that role. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. that would have been good. With some sure. of that side eye looking at at Elf, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think Jim Carrey could pull off the Elf role, but he was mm. the one that maybe in the same way that Vince Vaughn would be a totally different direction. That, yeah. Um, but I think everyone's kind of traumatized from the uh, Grinch movie that he did, so it's probably best <laughs> that he didn't. <laughs> Um, oh, movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then if this movie came out in the 70s, Ooh. if Ralph Macchio was playing the little brother. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I can see there was a resemblance, yeah. yeah. I see the resemblance there. Yeah, and he'd give a little more New York flair, you know. But um, that, that's about I, all I got for I have only only one. Now, I love Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. I love her. Um, but just for fun, <laughs> I would recast Jovi for Kristen Bell because mm. she has the voice of an angel and has great acting chops and she'd be great in that <laughs> role as well I think so yeah that'd be a good one this is a cross between Fergie and Jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can see that that's a good one yeah absolutely all right now um what actor or character from the show would you host a podcast with about the movie, I'll ask uh, Ryan for that one. I thought about this the whole time through the movie because I really <laughs> wanted to, I, I, it was hard to picture, but I came to one guy yeah. and it is the mailroom guy. He'll drink on the job. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of ideas a, and he's got nothing okay. but, a, you know, yeah. he's starting on the bottom. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Roy? Uh, you know, at first I was like, you know, welfare will be fun. I'm sure there's probably a ton of podcasts out there already where he's sat down and talked about it. Yeah. And so I think maybe uh, Zoe Deschanel will be fun because oh, she's just like absolutely. the supporting main female actress. Uh, I don't think she's probably done a lot of podcasts on Elf. I think most people, <laughs> automa- I think most people automatically think Will Ferrell because he's the main character. Yeah. But I think that'd be fun and see what she thought about Spokane because she was just here filming a movie uh, not too long ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, got it. I love her. Yeah, fantastic. Um, now I would say Will Ferrell, but I have heard him open up about it on Dan. I talked about VP earlier, but so I so I will say Bob Newhart because Bob's big on such a legend, and he would have so many stories to tell behind the scenes. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Good one. Absolutely. All right. Now this some call is called Scene Breaker. I'll ask Roy first, what scene ends the farthest from what would happen in reality in the movie? I mean, I, I'm going to have to go back to the snowball fight. I mean, I think those kids would have just dominated them in real life. They had <laughs> the high ground. They had them pinned down. I think they would have took it. Yeah. That's a good one. But, I mean, that's me. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Ryan? Uh, yeah, I got a, a couple here, so... Number sure. one, Jovi's got her water shut off. She mm. shows up to the store, gets in the shower, and doesn't hear like this craft <laughs> storm going off. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's got the lights on. I don't know if he's listening yeah. to Christmas music. And then she's surprised. I mean, obviously, she's surprised when he's in the break room there. But and right. also, there's a shower in the break room of the toy store. Like, are they yeah. working up sweats there? Well, no, it's here? a it's a big uh, shopping center. I mean. Okay. All right. Maybe oh, there's a maybe there's a gym in there. We already kind of touched on the uh, cotton balls, but this is my other 
The Mona Lisa on an etch a sketch. Oh yeah. That is impossible. Do you yeah, think you think that wasn't you don't think they found an etch a sketch specialist to uh put <laughs> that on there? Maybe I've spent a lot of time <laughs> trying to do some detailed work on those things, Roy, and it's, it's damn near impossible. Yeah. No, I think there might be one person in the world that might be able to pull it off. That's funny. Well, that might... well yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you take up the Christmas magic, and I'm just not seeing how it happens. Yeah, I, I hear you. Now, for me, it was when um, Buddy leaves for New York. He hops on the block of ice, and then suddenly he's on a train or a subway, <laughs> and he's in New York five minutes later. And reality... Um, from New York to the North Pole is 2,286 miles. Um, <laughs> they should have shown a longer montage to make this more believable. <laughs> That's my my take on that. Maybe the Candy Cane Forest was a little bit longer than they showed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. There's it's a lot of layers. layers that. Yeah, Some layers, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I have a few of these myself, so you can name as many as you want to. But I'll ask Roy first. Um, what are some of your favorite moments or scenes um, in the movie? I, um, I mean, I love the when the mall Santa comes in. I think it's funny. I think the banter between him and Artie is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, the little the little kid on the lap just act like nothing's happening. <laughs> oh, Peter! <laughs> like it's like yeah. another day sitting on Santa's lap. You know, the elves always argue with them. Exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> I just think it's funny, and then they throw each other through the Lego. Uh, build of new york that elf put together uh i just think that it's just a funny little scene the whole thing from the start when he's excited that santa's there into the part where they're pulling him apart and he's in jail i just yeah. think that's one of the funnier scenes in the whole movie yeah how about you roy i'm sorry uh ryan sorry two oh, hours yeah. yeah um yeah, I mean, a lot of my favorite parts are like little clips from those montages. Um, when he's walking out of the store and gets hurt by the hit by the first cab, I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair laughing the first time I saw that. Yeah, he gets drilled by a cab, stands up, and then says, "Oh, sorry," and apologizes. And it just came so out of nowhere. I love that part. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, spraying the fruit spray in his mouth because he <laughs> just doesn't know better, and that's exactly what it would taste like. I could totally yeah. understand that. Um, and then I liked the uh, whole uh, "Call Me Elf One More Time" that whole scene. Oh, oh yeah, with yeah. 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 the great. He must be a South Pole elf. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely cracked me up. And then uh, kind of along the lines of the the cab is when, it's a totally different part, but when they're in the apartment and his brother goes, well, how are we going to get the the tree topper on? And then out of nowhere, (laughs) Elf jumps off the, onto the couch and tries to spring up like a cat to put it up there and take the whole tree (laughs) off. Oh my goodness, that's too that's too much. So those are all my favorite parts. Not necessarily a single scene, uh, but yeah. All right, I, I like. have a few myself here. So, so number one I have is when Santa tells Buddy his father is on the naughty list, and his price <laughs> his screaming match screaming is react is a uh, is uh, great to see what he did there. It's priceless there. Um, also, when Buddy tries to hug a raccoon, it attacks it. That's hilarious. <laughs> 
yeah because you know you know raccoons are kind of asshole um animals as we know yeah along, along with geese uh, as well um now when, when jovi is singing baby it's cold outside in the shower and buddy is sitting on the sink creepily <laughs> it's one of my favorites of all time <laughs> of uh, moments yeah. there yes and then when Buddy is yelling at the mall Santa, he's a fake, and they get into a huge brawl, lands him in jail. That's number one for me. And, fi- and finally, um, favorite moments is when Buddy and Jovi go on their date and they kiss. They are so cute together. So warm my heart there on, on that as well. Um, yeah, those are good ones. Exactly. All right. Now, um, what is your most memorable scene um, of the movie for you, uh, Roy? Well, that's one we just did. Oh, um, yeah, I guess that's right. I guess it's, I guess it's a repeat, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, never mind. All right. So now, what would you change about the ending? And the answer, um, n- 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 nothing's not an option. So what would you change on, on the ending of the Roy? How, how it ended for you? I mean, it's a pretty good ending. It'd be hard yeah. to change it. But uh, I think it would be, I don't know, you could make it really dark. And yeah. <laughs> you could go back to the wonderful <laughs> life scene. And he could just take the plunge, or maybe the Central wow. Park Rangers catch. Maybe it's the Central <laughs> Park Rangers catch Santa Claus, you know? Yeah. And they lock them all up, and then they're going to have to try to figure out a way out of jail. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I think it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah. They go pretty full circle because it ends with Buddy sells the book about his journey through the Candy Cane Forest and the Whirly Gully Gumdrops and the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. And then him and Jovi have a baby and they're back up at the North Pole with Papa Elf. So, I mean, it's a pretty good ending. But, I mean, you could really uh, have the movie take a turn for the worst if you wanted to change a couple of things. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You'll, that's what I have to say. And then you'll just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how about you, uh, Ryan? Uh, although the movie largely avoids, like, technology, cell phones, and all that stuff, um, and it kind of has yeah. the the old newsreel. I was thinking one thing in New York you could touch on is somehow if Elf finds himself broadcast at Times Square on the big billboards. Oh, yeah. One way to fill that mm-hmm. slay up with some uh, some Christmas spirit, I would say. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's all I could really, really think of. All right. Well, um, what I have is <laughs> I, love the po- I love the ending, but for this podcast, I will say um have the father disown buddy stick to his strong-willed stubborn ways and send buddy back to north pole and live a miserable life at north pole that's, that's my ending if it was to change i need to find new friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right now well this is the last i have on movie then we'll do quick corner to end the podcast here so i'll ask you ryan first um how do you rate the movie out of five stars so I would definitely rate it a five-star Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, you know, as a, in that category, it pretty much is a five-star of all movies. Um, it's a movie that kids and adults both can love and laugh at different parts, and you can watch it with the family, which I, I really like about it. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, I, I hate to just go five stars, but I just don't see any way around it. Okay. Have you, Roy? Yeah, I'm going to have to concur. Uh, five stars. I mean, it's uh, definitely my wife's favorite Christmas movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of her kids love it. They think Buddy the Elf is hilarious. Um, <laughs> my son loves all the scenes when he's running around New York and hit by cabs and through the <laughs> rotating doors. 
So it's definitely a go. good, a great Christmas movie uh, for the whole family. Five stars for sure. All right. Well, I'm going four stars out of five. Um, oh, no. Just because of one reason, one reason only. Um, because it's too cheesy and I have a low tolerance of the cheese factor. Oh, okay. So, but if it wasn't for that, it'd be five for me. But it's too corny for me. That's that's all. Um, beyond that, it's a really good movie. All right. Now entitled we'll... to your opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we'll end this podcast on a good note here. Food Corner, as Ryan knows all about. Um, I'll, I'll ask uh, uh, Roy first. Um, what do you prefer, Christmas fudge or gingerbread? Oh, Christmas fudge for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love gingerbread also, but sometimes the ginger and the frosting, it just gets to me. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm just going to have to go with the fudge, you know, multiple different types, you know, so you get a little mm-hmm. bit more variety with the fudge than the you know, good old gingerbread. There you go. Uh, so gonna... Yeah, I would, uh, I would gotta agree with uh, Roy here. Um, you know, the, within, you know, in the right hands, a gingerbread cookie could overtake some fudge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a little harder to screw up fudge. Yeah, um, although I have had some uh, pretty bad fudge before, but uh, <laughs> um, I have as well. The fudge. <laughs> yeah, fudge is fantastic. I love gingerbread as well, but uh, fudge is definitely the winner in this one for sure, across the board. Um, all right, this one a little tougher here. Um, I'll ask Ryan first: brownies or sugar cookies for Christmas? Ooh, boy. Um, Man, I love a good brownie. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go brownie. I'm gonna stay kind of the fudge brownie family and uh, okay. yeah, stick with brownie there. All right, Roy. Uh, that's a hard one, uh, but I think I'm gonna go sugar cookie on that one. Yeah, uh, this is it. Just says Christmas to me. My mom used to make them all the time when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember brownies too much as a Christmas dessert, so. I will go with the sugar cookies just for my own personal nostalgia. Yeah, I agree with Roy. Sugar cookies are Christmas. Um, they have all the frosting, and you can have as many as you want, um, and have less calories than a brownie does. So uh, definitely <laughs> go with that for, for sure. Um, all right, uh, Roy, uh, do you prefer hard or soft peanut brittle? Oh, I've never heard of soft peanut brittle. Oh, really? Okay. I'd love to try it sometime, but I mean, oh, I like peanut brittle uh, as is. So it's pretty good, hard. Yeah. That's all I'm used to, so I just have to go with what I know. All right, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I would probably go with uh, the stuff I've never heard of, too, the softer version, just because I'm not a big peanut brittle fan, and maybe that would uh, that would make me like it more. Oh, it definitely will. I guarantee it. Um, are, are you, you sure this on? isn't just like 10 day old peanut brittle you're eating that's <laughs> no no soft? It's, it's, it's homemade soft my, my, aunt, my aunt made it last year and I had it oh, cool. the first time and it was so so good I prefer soft over hard because hard like hard on your teeth you know um, hard to sometimes eat the hard brittle but uh, if you have soft peanut brittle you, you will love it definitely number one for me for sure um, alright now we go to the main course here for Christmas dinner, I would say. Most people have that one or the other. So I'll ask Roy, ham or prime rib for Christmas dinner? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with ham, even though prime rib is delicious. 
But yeah. my mother-in-law makes a really good like brown sugar glaze that mm. you put on top of the ham. And so that really does me in. So I'm going to go <laughs> with the ham. All right, Ryan. Ooh, yeah, uh, we traditionally have ham at the house here. And, um, I'm, you know, I would probably go if – I mean, don't let my wife find out here, but uh, I would probably go prime rib. <laughs> prime rib over uh, ham. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love both. Um, ham, though, I love ham. This Christmas to me, uh, I just love the honey glazed ham and all stuff that goes with it. But prime rib is also really good, but ham, I think, is – more for me for Christmas, I would say. All right, now we have two more things, and then we'll end the podcast here. So I'll ask Ryan first. What is the best Christmas takeout food if you don't eat ham or prime rib? Yeah. Ooh, Christmas takeout. Um, I would probably have to go with like a a, a big lasagna. Um, okay. Um, I'm kind of thinking like you're feeding a group. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. And I also just had a bunch of lasagna, so it's kind of on the top of my mind here. So yeah, same. I'm going to go uh-huh. with uh, ordering a big lasagna. All right, Roy? Well, lasagna's a good choice. Uh, you know, I'm thinking if you're doing uh, takeout for Christmas, something probably went wrong with the uh, initial yeah. main course. Yeah. So I'm going to say, you know, nothing like good old reliable pizza. There you go. Everyone's uh, happy with pizza. Exactly. It rem- r- 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 reminds me of uh, the movie uh, Santa Claus because uh, he burnt the turkey and they had to go to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Right. And But my, my first favorite, though, is good old-fashioned Chinese food. That is good takeout food for sure. And nice. yes, sir. All right. We'll finish off with some drinks here. Um, we'll ask Roy first. Wine or champagne? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with champagne. I like it more okay. personally. Just if I had to choose on any day, I'd probably pick champagne over wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the good old champagne. All right, uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I gotta. I'm not disagreeing with Roy. You know, he's of course can have his own feelings there, but I think wine <laughs> is a uh, is the superior way to go. It's well, it's the way I would go. So we, just, you, you would go okay um yeah. well i like wine but most of the time wine makes me sick and makes me nauseous so i, <laughs> I prefer champagne because okay. water easily champagne is like water to me i can just drink up drink it all in one sitting but <laughs> not advisable though i did it before and it was not good so uh, yeah, don't do, that. Take, don't do that again. Well, um, thanks for coming on the podcast, Ryan and Roy. We'll do it next time, hopefully. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. No problem, guys. Santa! See you <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, bye. bye.